0: It's time for Unpopular Essays on Sports History, with your host, Oz Davis. Question. What is the greatest greatest sport ever 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 invented? invented? To answer this question, we'll have to briefly consider the key term, invented. Without going into literal dictionary definitions, I'd suggest we begin with the supposition that organization does not equal invention. For example, the British did not invent soccer, a game whose roots are set in medieval-era village celebrations, but they can readily lay claim to having organized the game based on a set of a dozen rules hammered out in a pub in October 1863. I would also disallow, for purposes of keeping to a time limit, any sport that represents an evolutionary step from an existing sport. The rules for Gaelic football, for example, were drawn up by Michael Cusack, future co-founder of the Gaelic Athletic Association, in January 1885. But this quote-unquote new sport was explicitly a response to British colonialism in an effort to create a specifically Irish sport. So, we can immediately eliminate from contention all spin-offs of proto-football, striking rugby, North American gridiron football, and Aussie rules football, along with soccer and Gaelic football. You're all cut. As the previous episode of Unpopular Essays on Sports History detailed, baseball evolved from rounders, which in itself was already being played and being called baseball by the 1740s. Cricket, with one of the longest continuous histories of any major international sport, was already played in the 1590s. All modern day bat and ball games? You're all cut. According to historians, bat and ball games are merely part of a wider subset of sports called club ball game, the oldest remaining of which is certainly the Irish game of hurling, said to have been played in the time of myth and legend. So no invention there. Sorry, cut. Is a sport that, when first organized in 1876, was based on a game played in Canada at least since the early 18th century, and which combined elements of hurling, the Scottish game shinty, and the British game bandy. From the same country comes lacrosse, a game now known to be at least a thousand years old, whose rules for centuries were mostly ritualistic and, you guessed it, evolved over time. Sumo wrestling has a 550-year history of top-level tournament action on record, but the sport has been played in some form since the early 8th century CE, and finds from prehistory indicate its roots go back well further. For that matter, we may eliminate all combat sports from Turkish oil wrestling to MMA as either derivative or merely organized. You're all cut. The all-time champion in terms of known longevity might be bowling and its derivatives, with origins going back to at least 5,200 BC in Egypt. All such sports, from bowls to pin bowling to bocce ball to skee ball (if you want to call that a sport), gone. Golf was first organized in Scotland in the 1670s, and similar progenitor games appear to have evolved independently in ancient Rome, China, and Persia. Sorry, good. Throwing for distance and lifting great objects in competition have likely existed since the first two dudes were trying to impress the same female. Gone. As for racing sports like track and field, swimming, bicycling, sledding, canoeing, kayaking, horse racing, auto racing, sail racing, airplane racing, well, the technology involved may change. But until some game comes along which involves humans moving from point A to point B but does not determine the winners based on velocity, there's nothing new in terms of rules and competition and racing games that wasn't being done at the earliest Olympic games. You're all cut. Speaking of Olympic games, there are table tennis and badminton. Table tennis is of course derived from tennis, whose courts were first standardized by King Louis the of France in the late 12th slash early 13th century CE. The rackets were introduced about 200 years later, grass courts about 200 years after that. Cut. Badminton also derives from this and evolved into its present form thanks to British expatriates in India through the first half of the 19th century. Deriving from badminton in turn was a sport called mintonette, invented by William Morgan in 1895. Today we know that game as volleyball. <sighs> the rules for water polo were laid down by William Wilson in Glasgow, Scotland in the 1890s, but had already been played in some form for about half a century. And when organized, was alternatively called water football, water rugby, or water handball. Good. And speaking of handball, this sport traces roots back to the ancient Greeks and Romans, with its first set of club rules appearing only in 1906. Good. Gymnastics were first done in ancient Greece as well. Sorry, good. So what's left? Like? two internationally played sports immediately come to mind as genuinely invented both of them in the United States. One of these is rodeo, an outlier in the annals of sports history. While some of the individual events featured in modern rodeo were informally done among professional cowboys in the 1820s and 1830s, we might give rodeo a pass in this respect. An organized rodeo company with formalized rules, was first held in 1869. And the first professional rodeo, perhaps in tradition and skills more like today's sport, was held in 1883. But rodeo, as well as the traveling road shows most famously of Buffalo Bill Cody, Annie Oakley, and the like, was an effort to preserve the skills of a dying profession, cowherd, as urbanization further encroached upon the Wild West. This makes it unique among sports. Today, rodeo is fully international. Brazilian cowboys have particularly taken to the sport. As of this recording, the top two and five of the top 10 ranked bull riders in the world are from Brazil. Even if we accept the asterisks, hung on rodeo as a truly original invented sport, I'd argue a different case. Answer? Folks, it's basketball. Basketball is the greatest sport ever invented. When Dr. James Naismith first created basketball, he didn't want to evolve any previous games, despite having been a 5 sport star getting named school athlete the year at McGill University in Montreal, but from a logical and scientific viewpoint. According to the lecture series slash audiobook Sports and American History by Matthew Andrews, the first question for Naismith, was how to work within the constraints of a hardwood floor gym, as this new game was to be played inside in the winter. Once he decided to create a ball game, what size of ball should he use? Games with a smaller size of ball tended to be club and ball games, which required more equipment. What about the goal? Naismith's game required players to throw the ball up and into, rather than at and into, a ground-based goal. Contact or no contact? If no contact, how would we advance and fall? Also relate how to involve team play within that objective. Finally, in December of 1891, Naismith presented his 13 rules for a brand new sport. And that brand new sport was played for the first time ever, organized or not, on the 21st. That's an invented sport. And how ironic is it? that this oddity of a diversion designed for some malcontents at a YMCA in Massachusetts, the world's only major deliberately developed sport, has become the world's second most popular sport. And that it's only competition for the hearts and imaginations of athletic youth, soccer, essentially basketball's complete opposite right down to creation. And what are the odds that a truly new sport will take over the imaginations of entire nations? Those, Those are the rhetorical, rhetorical. Right, 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 right. This has been Unpopular Essays on Sports History, a production of the Sports History Network. I'm Oz Davis, Thanking you for listening, and tune in in a couple of days for another Unpopular Essay.